The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Chicago Bears fans, what's happening? It is Justin Fields fever right now all through Chicago. This is T-Formation Conversation. I'm your host, Lester Wiltfong. And man, this is the week. Matt and Nagy did it. He came out and said it. Justin Fields is the starting quarterback for the Bears moving forward. It's not because Dalton's you know still banged up. It's not because they want to give him a, a look. They want to put him in there for the rest of the year. He'll be getting the start. Here we go. And his first official start as the starting quarterback for the Bears is going to be this Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Tough road game to play there at, at Stadium. From what I understand has been built to hold the sound in so it's going to be a crazy wild loud start for justin fields on the road here and he's gonna to have to do it without his top tailback david montgomery has been ruled officially out for the game this was what we all expected uh, he hurt his knee uh, they're calling it a knee sprain reports have him out for about a month i guess that's the best case scenario because when it happened on TV, they wouldn't even replay the the injury. So apparently his knee bent to the point where they didn't want to show it. So the fact that it's just uh, being called a knee sprain is good. And as of right now, he's like I said, he's ruled out. He has not been put on IR yet. My guess is he'll be put on injury reserve at some point on Saturday when the Bears make some roster shuffles for Sunday's game. So just make sure you check WindyCityGridiron.com. We will definitely have that update on the site when it happens. We're not going to re-update the podcast here, but we're definitely going to update the site if something happens. Running through the rest of the injury list, uh, there are three more players that have been ruled out. Joel Iwebunye, uh, inside linebacker hamstring, he's out again, a special teamer. Yeah, they'll miss him a little bit, but you know they'll be fine. They have a pretty good special team unit, so they'll be fine there. He doesn't play much on defense anyway, so they'll be okay there. But there are two other guys that are out that they are going to miss in that offense and partly because they did such a tight end heavy package last week. I had a feeling that's what they're going to do again this week against the Raiders. But they're going to miss J.P. Holtz, who is out with a quad injury, and Jesse James, who is out with a personal issue right now. There's been no actual reports on that. So, you know, who knows? No point in speculating. The point is the Bears are missing Holtz and James. So they're left with Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet, and we should finally see the season debut of Jesper Horstead, who, of course, had three touchdowns in that one preseason game. So he's not going to be blocking as much as Holtz or Jesse James. He's not the blocker those guys are. But 
they may try something with him uh, to try and get him involved in the offense a little bit. I know head coach Matt Nagy said he's he'd like to get his tight ends more involved. Unfortunately, this may not be the week to do it because two are injured. But he does have Cole Komet, like I said, Jimmy Graham, and Jesper Horstead. So expect to see Horstead get his shot here. Uh, he is questionable, however, with a knee injury. But he practiced all week, so I think he'll be fine to, to make his season debut. We'll go through the rest of the questionable guys here. Tayshawn Gibson Sr.'s uh, hamstring injury. He's questionable as well. Uh, safety missed the last couple games. They put Deion Bush in his place. I talked about it last week's show. Bush, Gibson, it doesn't matter. There's not a big drop-off in talent. I'm um, getting Gibson back. Yeah, he, he's a veteran. You know, Maybe he'll be able to bring uh, something back there stabilizing. I'm good either way. Uh, Bush had the, the one gaffe there. Um, I never did pick up if it was actually uh, his fault on that coverage breakdown or something else happened against the Lions. But regardless, if Gibson's healthy, I'm sure he'll be back out there starting next to Eddie Jackson. Also questionable is Christian Jones, linebacker with back injury. Uh, he practiced um, all week. He kind of popped up on the report today, so maybe just something stiffened up there. They didn't really say whether he's you know a game-time decision or anything like that, so I'm guessing Jones will be fine. As long as he's fine, he'll go through the walkthrough tomorrow. They'll update that if it gets worse. If not, I'm sure he'll be out there. And then, of course, there's Khalil Mack, who is questionable this week. He missed practice with a rib and foot injury on Wednesday and Thursday. He was limited on Friday. We've seen this before with Mack. Whenever he practices on Friday, he's good to go. But then there's the added thing where he was named a team captain this week. So I can't see Nagy and, and the Bears coaching staff picking him as a captain if he's not going to be playing. So Khalil Mack playing against his old team, questionable or not, you can book it, he'll be out there. And that takes us to the final guy in the Bears injury list, Akeem Hicks. Uh, he only played one snap against the Lions before having to leave with a groin injury. He did not practice uh, Wednesday, Thursday. He was very limited on Friday's practice. He is listed as doubtful. And I did see some video on Twitter. One of the beat writers tweeted some stuff out and uh, he, he was kind of walking a little tender. So if he's not able to go full speed at practice at all, there's no point in putting him out there. I mean, he, Keem Hicks, we, we saw him a couple years ago try and fight through an injury. Uh, he played probably when he shouldn't have. He's a warrior for sure, but doubtful with a groin. At this point, I, I'm guessing the Bears will just uh, not let him play. It's very possible they do downgrade him like they did with Eddie Goldman earlier this year. On Saturday, so again, if, if that does happen, we'll make sure we update the site. But the fortunate thing this year with with Akeem Hicks, if he isn't able to play, is the Bears' defensive line may be the strongest unit on the team. You know, you got Eddie Goldman who's back, and yeah, he looked a little rusty last week, but he talked at, in, in his press conference on Friday, and he said he started as the game wore on, he started feeling a little better. He had a good week of practice. I'm guessing we're going to see a little bit more out of Eddie Goldman on Sunday. Then, of course, you have Kairos Tonga, who filled in nicely when Golden was out. You know, he's kind of flashed a little bit on film, um, some for bad reasons, but he's an aggressive player, you know, and, and that kind of stuff, uh, it sticks with it, with an opposing team. So when he's out there, I'm sure they'll, they'll know where he's at. Angela Blackson has looked good so far. Uh, Mar Mario Edwards Jr. is back. He had a sack a couple weeks ago. You know, this, this group here is a strong unit for the Bears. Bilal Nichols, he, you know, he bounces up and down that line. So these guys will be fine. It'll hurt losing Hicks, obviously, but I think they'll be fine this week. And and it kind of plays into one of the weaknesses on the Raiders. You know, they, I'll touch more on their injury report in a little bit, but 
you know, they're, they're missing both their starting guards. They're both put on injured reserve. Uh, their starting center this year is a converted, I think, tackle. So they're, they're still kind of working him in. So you got some some mixed matches pieces on the interior. And that plays into the Bears' hands with all those guys. They want to rotate in there against those guys and attack them. But th- those are it for the Bears' injuries. You know, Andy Dalton, oh, he is back. He is the QB2. He is a full participant in practice. He is completely healthy now. Uh, well, maybe not completely, but you, you know what I'm talking about here. He's back. He's good to go. QB2, running back Damian Williams. He hurt his quad against the Lions. He did not pop up on the injury report this week. Uh, for anything, he was a full, a full participant. He'll be good to go. Um, also, Darnell Mooney, who has been on the injury report every week so far this year, not on it this week. He's good to go. He has no injury designations for the first time this season. So, again, the Bears offense, yeah, they're missing a couple guys, but a few other guys are coming back. And, of course, it's Justin Fields' show now, so that's really all that matters right now. Before I jump over to the Raiders, I want to make sure I remind you guys to to check out our Bears Over Beers podcast. That is our, that is our preview they previewed the Raiders and Bears. They had a great guest on there, Ted Gwynn. Uh, he is the Athletics uh, beat writer, covers the Raiders. So make sure you check that out. And then scroll back a little further and you'll check out Bill Zimmerman's Bears banter. And he also had a bit of a preview show this week where he brought on ESPN's Jason Fitz. So check those two out. A lot of good information about the Raiders. You know, just, uh, you know, fills us in on what should be a really important game for the Bears here because... I mean, if they pull out the W with Justin Fields and they move to 3-2 and two on the season and they beat Vegas in Vegas, you know, now all of a sudden the national narrative around this team flips a little bit. Now they're looking at this team like, hey, you know, maybe Matt Nagy, you know, getting rid of the play calls and, and making the change over to Fields is really going to re-energize these entire franchise. And, and maybe they got something here. Then, of course, they got the Packers following up after that, so... Let's jump over to the Raiders now and talk about their injury reports. Already mentioned how their O-line has kind of been shaking up a little bit this year. And and listen to those beat writers, those guys that, that have been on with our other previous two podcasts. You know, they all talked about the Raider O-line. This is not the same Raiders O-line that, that fans have been used to the last couple of years. Uh, the run game has been bad. Uh, the pass blocking has been bad. You know, Derek Carr and the Raiders will, will look to go deep when the, when the, the protection is there. And, of course, they have a talented group of receivers, you know, Henry Ruggs, uh, Darren Waller. You know, they, they got guys out there that can catch the ball and get open, but that O-line is not protecting them. It's kind of similar to what the Bears have. The Bears have had a rough O-line parts of the season, same as the Raiders. They protect Carr, and he has time to throw. He should be able to take advantage of the Bears' uh, porous secondary, which is, you know, still got some question marks at, at the CB2 and the nickel spot. The other safety spot as well, next to Eddie Jackson, has kind of been up and down. Same kind of thing going on with the Raiders. Raiders are missing starting corner Trayvon Mullen Jr. He has a toe injury. He will be out. And they're also missing their top cornerback reserve, Damon Arnett. And from what I understand about Arnett, though, this may be a bit of an addition by subtraction. He has not played very well for the Raiders when he's been in there, and he's been called on quite a bit. Like I said, he is their top reserve. They'll be missing Trayvon Mullen and Arnett. So that's two of their corners are going to be gone this week. So I'd expect to see Fields kind of test these guys. You know, go go after some of the the, the young young secondary players they have over there. You know, I, I'm expecting some more max protect, some, some more play action, try and get these guys to bite. You know, try and catch you know one of the speedsters the Bears have deep. Maybe this is the week we finally see you know the offense try and do more crossing routes to get these guys these fast receivers in space and see what they can do with the ball in their hands. It should be an interesting matchup there. 
Uh, two more guys injured for the Raiders. Derek Carrier, Peck, he is out, tight end, backup tight end. He's not Darren Waller, so that's really the only tight end that matters on the Raiders' uh, offense. But, you know, Carrier's out, so they hurt their death a little bit there. Then, then at running back, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, he's fine. He's only played two games this year, though, so he has been a little banged up, and he has not been running like he has been the last couple years. But, again, part of that could be the uh, the Raider O-line is not opening holes for him. Backup running back Peyton Barber, who actually leads the Raiders in rushing. He's questionable with a toe injury. I'm guessing he'll go. It seems like what the guys are saying to cover the team that he'll be fine to go. But a toe injury is uh, is important for a running back. You know, if you can't cut, you can't pivot. So if Barber can cut like, like you want him to cut, and he's more of a straight-ahead guy and just having to go downhill, it takes a little something away, and, you know, and the Bears can capitalize on that as well. So, so again, these are two... Uh, Similarly matched teams, uh, they, they're kind of mirror images of each other, so it's kind of interesting to see how this game shakes out. And I got to tell you, I, I did pick the Raiders to win this game. Uh, that's my official pick on the WCG uh, pick and post. But the, as this week has gone on, I've heard beat writers on our shows, and I've read some stuff about the Raiders. And the more this week has gone on, the more I'm thinking I'm going to change my pick. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave it as is because you know I don't want to change stuff once I do, but I would not be surprised if the Bears pulled this one out. You know, they they got the excitement of Justin Fields. Uh, that offense should be energized. The O-line had a big bounce back game against the Lions. While the Raiders have a have a decent defense, you know, their strength is in their pass rush. So, you know, if you can go at them, attack them with the run, catch them in play action, go max protect, maybe the, the Bears offense can surprise. We'll see what happens. But anyway, like I said, I'll update the site if any more injuries pop up. Stay tuned after the Bears-Raiders game because you'll hear Robert Schmitz's Bear With Me post-game. On Tuesday morning, you'll hear my other show, Bear and Balance with Jeff Burkus. So until I talk to you guys next week, bear down, my friends.